I'd like to tell you about Anchor. It's an app that you can use to record your podcast for free. Anchor will distribute distribute your podcast to different platforms from Spot from Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, anywhere you want. You can also make money with with your podcast with minimal listenership. All you have to do is go to Anchor for free. Hello, everyone, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to welcome to another episode of the Victorious Ones Podcast, a place where gaming meets comics, meets sports, meets movies, meets inspiration. I go by the name of King Von Jr. You can follow me on social media on Twitter at 301 King Von Jr. Of course, on Twitter, you can also follow the show's Twitter, Twitter page at VictoryPod1. I'm on Instagram at Mr. King Von Jr. You can also follow the show's Instagram page at Victorious Ones Podcast. I'm also the social media producer for the Unbothered Review wrestling show, Perfect Plex Talk Radio. And of course, this is the Victorious Ones Podcast sponsor. I mean, of course, um, you know, presented by UPR. Um, and, and of course, of course, in tonight's episode, um, I would like to, you know, of course, I'd like to uh, give give my thoughts on um, on the 30th anniversary of Raw, um, as well as as well as present my favorite Raw moments and matches of all time, um, you know, as, as well as my Raw Rumble predictions this year. So, hope that you hope that you enjoy tonight's show. All right, of course. Thank you very much, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the Victorious Ones podcast. And, you know, of, co- of course, of course, of course, I'm Aaron uh, live on YouTube as well as as well as streaming um, by way of Twitter, as well as well as on Facebook. Um, of course, my name is King Von Jr. You know, and, and, of, and of course, and of course, you can find you know, of course, you can find me um, on Twitter on uh, on Twitter three hundred one King Von Jr. Um, on the on the Victorious Ones uh, podcast Twitter page at Victory Pod One, and of course, actually, by you know, for those that are, that are watching um, via, via YouTube, you know, via, via YouTube and Facebook, um, all the social media uh, handles are, are at the bottom of the screen. Um, you know, so you know, so of course, you know, so, you know, so, um, so, so of course, um, in, in this episode, you know, like you know, without uh, you know, uh, without further ado, um, I definitely want to share uh, my thoughts on uh, Raw Thirty. As well as my favorite raw moments and matches of all time, and um, you know, of course, last but not least, you know, certainly want to give uh, my prediction f- predictions for this weekend's Royal Rumble, which takes place in San Antonio, Texas. Shout out to Shawn Michaels, um, you know. So you know, so, so so of course, and of course, for those um, that are watching by way of YouTube, YouTube.com uh, forward slash Vaughn Rest Virginia V-A-U-G-H-N-R-E-S-P-R-J-R. Um, so, you know, so, you know, so, so, so of course, um, this podcast also available on Anchor, Spotify, um, iTunes, Google Podcasts, anywhere else that, you know, that, that, that you stream, uh, podcasting, you know, like anything else. But, um, you know, but, but of course, um, as far, as far as uh, my thoughts on the 30th anniversary of, excuse me, um, the 30th anniversary of Monday Night Raw. Um, you know, the first and foremost, I want to say congratulations to WWE, um, you know, for for 30 years of greatness when it comes to Monday Night Raw. Um, you know, that I mean, this has been a staple of WWE, you know, I mean, all all throughout all throughout the history, you know, like uh, including, you know, um, inc- like I said, you know, including the days of Bruno San Martino, um, Andre the Giant, uh, HH, you know, better known as Hulk Hogan, 
Um, you know what I mean? So, you know, all the way down to Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, John Cena. Like this show has been an incredible uh, staple, you know, when, when, it com- when it comes to the history of WWE, you know, and the fact that, like I said, the fact that they've been celebrating 30 years uh, is remarkable in and of itself. Um, but this show has, uh, you know, has had, let's just say, mixed reviews, if you will. Um, now, you know, um, you know, you know, of course, first and foremost, um, you know, the, the fact that Terry Balea, you know, uh, showed up, you know, uh, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, sorry, like the fact that Terry Balea um, showed up to kick off Raw and the fact that his mic was getting cut off. I mean, that's a sign of itself, you know, um, you know, so, it's, and, and, you know, like I said, you know, and, and plus I've been hearing that, you know, that a lot of the, you know, a lot of the, the black wrestlers gets backstage, you know, apparently like forgave him or whatever. I mean, of, of course I forgive, but shit, you know, forgive myself, but at the same time, it's just like, you know, this, no matter what, there's still a certain stench, a certain stigma, uh, a cloud, um, that is, you know, it's constantly lingering over his head, you know, um, and so it's just, you know, and, and but but you know, but but if anything, for me, uh, I wish this guy would have been available. But I believe that the 30th anniversary of Raw was missing um, a certain uh, bald-headed rattlesnake from Texas named Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know, and, and of course, we all know about about the Rock's you know schedule. And get you know get to that in a minute. Um, you know, but the thing is, when it comes to Raw, uh, Stone Cold and the Rock embody Monday Night Raw more than anybody else. Well, Austin more so. I give the edge to him. Um, you know, so Austin embodies Monday Night Raw more than any other wrestler in the history um, of WWE. You know, um, you know, you know, you know, because anytime you hear that glass shatter, especially on Monday nights, you know something was about to go down. Um, you know, what I mean, so, you know, and and, and and the reason why he embodies it the most was because was because of the fact that he was the face of the Attitude Era. You know, and 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 for the most, you know, for most of that Monday night, for most of that time in Monday Night War, you know, for the Monday Night Wars, it, it was all about Raw versus Night. You know, well, the Monday Night Wars all about Raw versus Nitro, and the guy that was the figurehead of Monday Night Raw, the guy that was leading the charge, um, the franchise player, if you will, was none other than, none other than Stone Cold Steve Austin. So he absolutely uh, transformed the landscape of Raw, unlike anybody else. Um, you know, you know, like I said, before or after, you know, as, as much as I like Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart, they're amazing. But when it comes to that GOAT, uh, you know, a, a conversation, especially when it comes to Raw, Austin is that guy, um, you know. But, you know, but of course, I'm not going to belabor that any longer. But like I said, I, you know, if anything, I guess, you know, I guess he wasn't available um, from, a, from a Monday night, whatever the case may be. But, you know, if I was swapping anything, I definitely would have had him uh kick off the 30th anniversary you know what i mean because you can't talk about raw um without austin i'm definitely gonna go into some of my favorite raw moments several of them include him um you know so you know so so, so of course as far as that uh my favorite segment of the third of raw 30 was um you know was was, was of course yeah, the uh the, the trial of Sami Zayn. you know and um you know in, in the bloodline court or whatever you know saying so and like and just like the the portrayal, you know, the the cinema. Like I said, this bloodline storyline is 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 not is is nothing but cinema. You know what I mean? Like this is the the top 
central like storyline, not just in WWE, but all of wrestling in general, period. And um, I've been seeing a meme flying around, uh, you know, like, you know, uh, you know for, for Jay Uso to be to be nominated uh, for Oscar for Best Supporting Actor, which he should just just for just for his portrayal, um, you know, j- just for the way that his character has developed um, in this storyline in and of itself and the way that he came in for that. Sa- we The way that he came in uh, for the save for Sammy. When you know when Paul when Paul Heyman was just throwing out all, you know all these all these all these different uh, f- footage of of evidence um, against Sammy, you know and, and like I said you know and, and the and the way that you know, saying and, and the way that Jay stepped in the way that he was the MVP when you know when it was time to when Roman uh, called for his executioner solo his enforcer his executioner solo to you know say you know to, to deliver justice if you will um, you know the Samoan spike. Jay stepped in and you know, you know, stepped in um, and gave mercy, you know, uh, when Sammy needed it. And so, um, you know, so of course, after Heyman presented his case, uh, Jay present, pre- presented his case um, in favor of Sammy, you know, and um, you know, and and, and, uh, and another thing I wanted to point out was just the way that the way that Roman just went on that rant, just like you just feel his wrath, his anger as soon as he screamed solo. You, you just hear uh, Heyman, Paul Heyman in the background, going, "Oh my God!" You know, like it, it, you just felt it. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" It was just like, I mean, we're reaching the apex of this bloodline storyline, you know, and it, it's very cinematic. It reminds you of, you know, so, you know, um, you know, it, it remind, reminds you of movies like The Godfather, um, Goodfellas, Donnie Brasco, all the type of stuff, especially The Godfather. You know, and and it's like I so, said, you know, it's the, the Samoans feel like the mafia, you know, if you will, you know, when, when it comes to the storyline, um, the Corleones, thing, things like that, you know, what I mean, and, and so it's just that I have a feeling that it's only a matter of time, um, before Sammy does something to like really, like you know, pr- pr- like to, to reveal, uh, his true intent. So even though he's seen as uh, a sympathetic figure, at the end of the day, he's still an outsider you know so the bloodline they're the central figures you know sammy you know was, was just to add a piece you know the the, the storyline does not primarily revolve around sammy um he's kind of like a ploy if you will i guess i, I guess that's the, you know the, the right wording or whatever um but you know but but you know but, but at the same time you know it's still ultimately gonna business still ultimately revolves um around the bloodline around this samoan dynasty you know, and, um, you know, and, and, and you know, it's like, I said, you, know, it's, it's, you know, it's only a matter of time before things really, really like hit the fan, um, you know, where, you know, where, you know, where, 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 where Sammy could very well be a Trojan horse, you know, um, and for those, you know, who know, who are familiar with, you know, with, with like, um, you know, like, like world history and, you know, I guess as far as Greek mythology, you know, whatever thing the case may be, um, Trojan horse uh, was, you know, uh, you know, Trojan horse was sent in um, to infiltrate um, the Trojan army, if you will. You know, I mean, you know, if you know, if, if it, like I said, it was, it was initially, it was initially sent in, you know, as, as you know, I guess um, with good, you know, with quote unquote good, good intentions as a disguise, and then by the time they came in, they just infiltrated from within. So, um, so I wouldn't be surprised if Sammy. Excuse me. Um, you know, it's turned out to be the Trojan horse, and you know, and and and, 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 and you know, where him and Ko 
well, you know, ultimately um, set up to, you know, to, to stand against the bloodline, you know, the type of thing. Um, you know, you know what I mean? But, you know, but, but also at the same time, by the way, a shout out, you know, of course, um, you know, but, but even before all that happens, I want to give a shout out um, to Sami Zayn for stepping in um, when, uh, you know, if, you know, of course, for stepping in uh, when Jimmy, when Jimmy Uso uh, got injured. So, you know, and, and the thing is, you know, this was completely just like left field when, when, when Adam Pierce, um, you know, um, you know, you know, well, you see, this is completely like thrown, you know, just thrown out of nowhere out of left, out of left field when Adam Pierce came out um, and threatened to strip the Usos of the title of um, of the titles just because uh, Jimmy got injured, and so that was that would have been a horrible way for, you know, for them to lose the t- lose the titles, especially on Monday Night Raw. Um, so, uh, of course, uh, Usos implemented the New Day rule, you know, and I don't even acknowledge free birds won't even mention them whatever but you know if anything is replaced for i've already gone to that as far as as far as the whole new day rule thing what that means you know to catch people to to, for people to get caught up um you know the the new day rule is like is whenever you have um at least uh three people you know and um you know and and the thing is you know thing about is it you know let's say you know let's, let's say let's say let's say let's say it's a group of three um and two of them tag team champions so that means two i you know if any two out of that out of that three month three-man rotation can defend those tag titles you know um two you know like i say you know any two out of, out of those three um can defend those titles so in this case this is when they implemented then this is when the usos um apply the new day rule in their situation to the you know to to, um, to retain the titles um, against Dominic uh, Mysterio and uh, Myster- uh, Mysterio and, and, uh, and Damian Priest, you know what I mean? It's, it's, you know, so, so so initially, like Rhea Ripley was, was trying to, you know, uh, trying to like uh, be the foil and the loophole in this whole situation, but you know, um, you know, like you know, but of course, thankfully, um, the bloodline didn't fall for it, didn't fall for those tricks. So you know, so of course, hence uh, they retain the titles and then continue to live to fight for another fight another day and continue to reign, at, you know, as, as the long, continue to dominate. Um, as the longest reigning ta- tag team champions in WWE, WWE history. Now, that was um, one of the highlights. Um, another, uh, you know, you know, uh, you know, and of course, you know, another highlight um, was uh, seeing DX. Of course, you know, uh, you like know, seeing you know, DX. You know, is, you know, like seeing you know, like you know, if, if anything, you know, if anything, DX um, is constantly great when it comes to you know when it comes to lightening the mood, you know, as far as uh, the comedy relief and things like that. And um, you know, if, if, and of course, um, uh, when Imperium came out and Gunther um, wanted to fight, and I, I like how you know, I, I like how you know, I like, I like how, how DX, um, you know, sort of like diverted everybody diverted from you know. From, Divert from you know from, from, from you know from chop you know from stepping up from stepping up uh you know stepping up to Gunther you know and trying to throw those hands and especially when it came to, come to, came to Triple H you know when he said he's retired but you know like I, said, I, I like how they um use his legit uh you know like uh, like you know like you know at least at least like use his legit retirement and uh you know and, and found a way to like you know uh make a comedy out of it uh you know and of, of, of course of course that's when um we you know of course that's what that's what introduced um the uh, introduced that six-man tag um with imperium 
versus uh, the Street Profits and Seth Rollins. And uh, by the way, you know, of course, a shout out to Kurt Angle um, for being out there. And shout, and shout, I say, shout out to Kurt Angle um, and Teddy Long as well. You know what I mean? And so, um, you know, so so of course, as far as you know, like you know, it's, you know, you know, um, as far as like the legend involvement, um, it wasn't like going completely overboard with it, where they were just constantly like outshining everybody. So you know, so if anything, you know, like, you know DX used that. Um, as a way to give a rub to um, uh, Imperium, Street Profits, Seth, you know, stuff like that. Um, and, of, of, um, and of course, of course, the segment um, with, you know, so, um, of course, of course, it's like the segment um, with Undertaker, Bray Wyatt, and L.A. Knight. So Taker used that segment to officially uh, pass the torch um, to Bray Wyatt, but also put over L.A. Knight. You know, and um, of course, I'm going to get into my predictions um, of that, you know, of, of that match later for uh, for the Royal Rumble uh, segment, you know, but, you know, but, but you know, but it's, you know, like I, I said, like, you know, some of those are like some of the highlights, but um, the glaring discrepancies, if you will, with uh, the 30th anniversary Raw, um, you like saying you know, other than, you know, uh, um, you know, of course, um, uh, other than HH uh, coming out. You know, and um, obviously, you know, I, you know, obviously, 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 um, uh, having his mic cut off, like outside of that, um, the biggest omissions I noticed, especially with everybody noticed, was the omission, um, of the women. You know, with, with the way that the women were not acknowledged, the way that they were not recognized. The only highlight, as far as the women, I, you know, from you know, for me, was, was, you know, I, I guess highlights for me, um, were. When Medusa was backstage, um, in that, uh, the, you know, and uh, you know, you know, when Medusa was backstage, um, in that poker segment with DDP, uh, and um, Ron Simmons, everybody else like that, uh, you know, so, so as far as that, you know, of course, shout out to Medusa and Lundra Blaze, you know, what I mean, um, you know, I see, you know, side note, you know, side note, of course, you know, of course, like once again, like, you know, of course, you know, shout out to Medusa, um, especially, you know, especially, you know, especially, especially for liking my tweet, you know, as far as I'm on in that raw, but, you know, like I said, you know, you know, but other than, other than that, the main thing was that, generally speaking, the women, um, were not showcased the way they need to be showcased they were not giving they were not given the proper recognition that they deserve that they deserve because the women were just as instrumental for the foundation on monday night raw you know as, as integral parts of building the house of raw just integral as the men were when you look at uh sable jacqueline china um trish stratus lita all these different names um all the way down to uh, the women's revolution, you know, um, Charlotte Flair, Sasha, you know, of course they were definitely not, definitely not going to mention her. Um, you know what I mean? Like, you know, of, you know, of course, uh, Becky Lynch, Bailey. Well, the, the thing about it, even though, um, uh, Becky had that, um, you know, the thing is, um, even, even though Becky and Bailey, um, had the cage match with, but even with that, the cage match was cut way too short, you know, um, that you know it was you know it, it, if anything that you know if anything if if anything um that was a huge uh point of contention from um from any from any of his fans uh myself included just because you know just because of the fact that as i've you know just because of the fact that um 
uh, as I've said before, you know, um, the women of Monday Night Raw, you know, we're, you know, like I said, you know, we're absolutely like saying, you know, uh, like I said, um, we're absolutely integral. You know what I mean? Like that, you know, they're absolutely vital to the history of Raw, and the fact that you know the fact that they weren't even recognized the way that the way they should, even with even in the DX segment, there was no mention of of China of China whatsoever at all. You know, and um, for those, you know, if, if you know if anything, um, you know, for those that have, um, 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 for those that follow this podcast, for those that have listened uh, to this podcast for any length of time. Uh, by the way, side note: uh, last year during Women's History Month, um, I actually you know, actually came up with my list of the top ten greatest women's wrestlers of all time. You know, um, spoiler alert: I have China number one. So. Um, you know, China is you know definitely one of those women wrestlers that I will defend no matter what. You know, like I said whether it's on this podcast, whether it's um, on my personal social media page, whether it's in public. You know, rest assured that you know, like I said, rest assured that that this podcast will defend China, will defend her legacy, no matter what. You know, China is definitely on that list um, of those that this podcast will defend, you know what I mean? Um, her, uh, Austin, Rock, Brett, you know what I mean? Um, Shawn Michaels, Roman, you know, you know, as far, like uh, Bianca, certainly the New Day, you know. Uh, China's in that conversation, you know, you know, um, um, among those names of wrestlers that this podcast will defend. And the fact that she did not, get a mention from dx and she's just as integral to the legacy of dx i've said this i've said this before she's just as integral to um to the legacy of dx as Shawn michaels and triple h um now if somebody were to ask me um what's my favorite iteration of dx i would say the original you know um the original three you know, like as far as um, you know, Shawn Michaels, China, and Triple H. Um, don't get me wrong. Uh, the out, you know, like I said, um, the Outlaws X Pac version was great. You know, especially when it came to that DX invasion um, on Raw. You know, like, especially when it, when it came to that, uh, that DX um, inva- invasion of Nitro. That was absolutely incredible. That was probably like my favorite. Ironically, you know, probably like my, like my favorite DX moment. It's only one of my favorite Raw moments. Side note, um, you know, but you know, but but you know, but but. You know, it's just you know, but at the same time, like I said, you know, like like I said, which would just you know the way that uh, the women had, you know had gotten such um, a raw deal, no pun intended. But you know what I mean. But you know, but it was just like, I mean, they could have been given way better, so much more, and, and certainly to the point, um, you know, certainly to the point where the Bella Twins called out WWE on their BS. You know, and the thing is, I'm not the biggest Bella Twins fan, but when it comes to um, being advocates for women, when it comes to being advocates for their peers, the Bella Twins are constantly at the front line um, when it comes to being vocal. So for that, I applaud them in that sense. You know, um, you know, you know. So as far as you know, so you know, so of course, um, so of course, as far as that. not much, I, you know. Not much else. I really w- wanted to get into uh, when it came to uh, Raw Thirty. Um, also, also, like you know, if, if anything, like you know, of course, uh, before I go any further, 
Um, you know, obviously uh, Brock Brock Lesnar made his return, and as usual, interfered in a Bobby uh, Bobby Lashley match. So uh, that rivalry continues. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, but I mean, but this, but the same, but hey, um, I live for it. You know, be, you know, because of the fact that uh, for years, years and years, um, there was constantly this comparison of uh, Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. It was constantly, you know, constantly seen as a dream match. But now uh, the dream match has been fulfilled, and now it is is going is one of those one of those uh, dream matchups or whatever, um, fantasy warfares that has manifested and in, it's in, in, in turned to a rivalry um just like edge of seth rollins you know um, you know how that dream match was fulfilled and it turned it tur- turns to a great rivalry if anything uh the best rivalry of 2021 you know um and so uh lesnar versus lashley constantly you know in, in my estimation um they're constantly you know if it, in my estimation they're constantly deliver delivering uh bangers anyway you know so why not you know what I mean? That 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 kind of thing. Um, oh, and by the way, uh, speaking of the bloodline, uh, actually, you know, if, you know sorry about that. So, um, speaking of the bloodline, um, I have this really cool uh, bloodline uh, uh, painting. You know, a uh, print from Rob Schamberger. You know, but uh, by the way, you know, what I mean, a shout out to him. You know, uh, this is certainly like one of my, probably like my favorite bloodline um, painting that painting that I've seen, and uh, I look forward to to getting another. Uh, uh, bloodline related um picture and, and of course uh Sham- rob shamberger Sh- shamberger you know, of course the, the official wwe artist um he actually did a painting um of roman reigns from SummerSlam when he's putting up the number one as he's sitting on top on top of that um uh that broken announce table um as he defeat uh, um as he defeated brock lesnar from SummerSlam, so he's got that so um so that's definitely on my radar uh, part of what he calls with uh, his uh, wrestling landscape series you know um and another, another thing as far as uh, rob sham shamburger uh, before I, before I go, before i before i go any further congratulations to him um for having his painting of john cena featured on the cover of wwe 2k23 you know so uh shamburger was, you know, was, was commissioned by wwe to um uh to make a special painting il- illustration of John Cena to be on the cover of 2K23, um, you know. It's, so, like I said, it was absolutely amazing, absolutely incredible. Uh, shouts out to him and shouts out to John Cena uh, for having his own showcase for 2K23. You know, and I look, I look, I look forward to 2K23 just, for, just for that in and of itself. And and um and another thing about it is that it's that it's like a special twist um, when it comes to uh, this year's showcase for 2K23. So when it comes to the Cena showcase, um, this is you know um, it, when, when it comes to the showcase, uh, the special thing about it is that um, you get to, the special thing about it about this is that you get to use the people that beat Cena. So in showcase, um, you get for, um, for the Cena showcase, you get to relive the matches. That Cena lost him, so you have to use uh, all of Cena's opponents that beat him, all the way from the beginning with Kurt Angle, um, RVD, The Rock, you name it. Whoever's beaten Cena um, in a highly significant match in his career, you get to use them in 2K23. So this 
is becoming uh, the new beat the streak mode. You know, um, you know, this is the beat beat the streak for the showcase. Um, and I certainly look forward to it. And also another thing when it comes to uh, 2K23 is that they've implemented war games mode. So now for the first time ever in WWE gaming history, you get to play um, a war games match. So I can't wait to see what the future holds for that. Um, so, uh, you know, so, so, so of course, uh, without, you know, so of course, without further ado, um, I want to go into uh, my favorite uh, raw moments as well. You know, like, you know, I, um, I, so, sorry, um, I like to go into some of my favorite raw, raw moments and matches. Um, so as far as uh, some of my favorite moments, several of them include Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, one of them is when he gave Vince the stunner for the first time. Another one um, is, you know, you know, of, you know, of, um, of course, another one, uh, probably like my number one, really, um, you know, if, if, if I were to just do an order, um, the Monday Night Raw when Mike Tyson came out and, and you know, and, 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 how, and how initially, I mean, it was, it was just going to be, you know, just a special sort of ceremony type of thing. Austin just ruined the whole party, ruined the whole, uh, you know, whole thing, you know, whatever, wherever it was that, you know, that, uh, that Vince was trying to do. And Vince even yelled and he was like, you've ruined it. You ruined it. And like I said, you know, and just see, just see Austin Tyson, um, go head to head, face to face. Like I said, you know, if, if anything that, that was, you know, thing that, that was, um, incredible, especially when it came to this road to WrestleMania where Austin was just on a war path. He was flaming hot, like just absolutely on fire. His momentum was at an all time high, you know, and, like I said, this was like I said, this was Austin's road to greatness, to legend status, and there was no way that he could be stopped. His momentum could not be denied, and this right here further solidified Austin's place as the future face of the company. And obviously, we you know, obviously we all know uh, what happened, you know, at WrestleMania 14, you know. But this right here, um, right after Stone Cold won the Royal Rumble. And you know, and this you know, and this was uh, you know, like I said, you know, and, and just the way that um, the course had been set, you know, and it was, and, and by that point, we were just on an absolute fast track to one of my favorite WrestleManias of all time, um, WrestleMania 14, and, 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 and it all started um, with that segment with uh, you know, the, um, the, this, the all, all start all started um, with that segment of Austin and Tyson. Another moment. Um, is when Stone Cold uh, brought that uh, Zamboni and jumped Vince. You know, I mean, like I said, you know, that that one was great. Like I said, one, two, three, you know, um, many of them, you know, include Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know, that just goes to show he's the GOAT when it comes to Raw. Um, let's see that. And also um, the beer truck, you know, um, going into WrestleMania 15. You know, I, like I said, uh, you know, like I said, I mean that that was absolutely amazing. I can't, I kind of, if anything, you can make a case for that um, side by side with uh, the Austin versus Tyson segment. You know, um, you know, like like, like I said, that uh, DX uh, invading Nitro. You know, uh, well, I mean, well, you know, um, or, 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 or at least, um, or, or at least uh, DX um, invaded WCW headquarters. Obviously, obviously, uh, Bischoff was not. Uh, letting them come inside, you know, but, you know, but like I said, you know, just the fact 
that you know, the fact that the fact uh, the fact that D, that DX um, invaded um, you know the fact that D, DX invaded uh, invaded a uh, W um, um, invaded um, invaded uh, uh, w, you know, WCW Nitro you know at least um, the arena that Nitro was held at you know so you know so like I said you know that that was absolutely incredible um, phenomenal um, another DX moment for me was uh, when they showed the clip of the curtain call and Sean called Vince out on it. You know what I mean? Like that, you know, stuff like that. So, um, so if, if anything, those are some of my favorite moments that were not match related as far as favorite, uh, raw matches without question, my all time favorite match raw history, uh, was Shawn Michaels versus John Cena. Um, on Monday Night Raw, it was April twenty third. Funny thing is that's that uh, Cena's birthday, and the fact you know, and the fact that HBK and Cena had a match for an entire hour and maintained the interest of the fans. You know, what I mean, and it was nonstop. It was phenomenal. It was you know, like I said, it was absolute classic. And PWI actually named that as the match of the year, even over WrestleMania twenty three. You know, and like I said, you know, it, it, like I said, it was absolutely phenomenal. It was like I said, it was amazing. You know that that is an all-time classic match. No matter no matter where I put that up against anything, um, so like so, so 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 as far as favorite matches, that's up there. Um, Bret Hart versus One Two Three Kid from Monday Night Raw for the WWF WWF Championship. That match still holds up even now to this very day. Um, another one out. Um, another one that I like to uh, like to include um, was. Uh, I would say John Cena versus CM Punk um, from 2013, which was like um, I think it was like the number one contender. I mean, it was I mean, if, in fact that I think that was like that was like the ultimate like number one contenders match um, for the Rock's so WWE title at WrestleMania 29. Another match that I like to include is Undertaker versus Jeff Hardy. Uh, that latter match on Raw, where uh, Jeff, you know, where Undertaker, you know. Uh, uh, made Jeff Hardy famous, if you will. You know that was the whole thing as far as like Dead Man Inc. I'm, you know, I'm about to, I'm about to make you famous. Um, another great raw moment was when the Undertaker returned as the Biker uh, two years earlier. You know what I mean? So I mean, it's, it's it, you know, well, I, well, well, actually, actually, that's not a match, but that's more of a moment. But but I digress. Um, now, I also have I also include. Uh, Chris Jericho and he who should not be named defeating uh Stone Cold and Triple H for the tag team titles. You know, um on Monday on Monday Night Raw. That, that was definitely uh, one of Raw's greatest matches of all time. It's a shame uh that it will not be uh remembered in WWE history anymore because of the events that happened in June 2007, but that's a whole nother story. Um but also, you know, and also like and also a few other moments that, that I've been missing. Um when even though I'm not the biggest fan of him these days now, but when Chris Jericho Chris Jericho uh, made his debut um on Monday Night Raw and interrupted the rock, that was iconic. You know, that that was something that just uh brought Chris Jericho to to an even greater audience, you know. And if, if anything that that if anything that that really, I guess, uh, put him on the map when it come when it came to WWE standpoint, um, because you know, and, and even, even though he even even though he was already a well known name, 
um, among the fans because because of you know because of what he had done in his career leading uh, leading up to his WWE arrival. Like I said, as far as what he's done um, all around the world with Mexico, Japan, ECW, and WCW, but it's just something about interrupting the Rock that brought a whole nother like level of fame you know um another level of fame that didn't even that didn't even include him uh having to wrestle you know that that just like i said you know that that just like just added an extra layer to his legend if you will you know um but uh, like 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 i said you know those are like i said raw just filled with so many uh, legendary moments another one uh before i go any, even go any further um an iconic moment you know whether you know we enjoy it or not was the breakup of the shield that was one of the most memorable moments in the history of raw like there's no way that you could deny that at all i mean that goes down to history period um so um you know so, so, so vain thing um those were um my favorite uh you know, like, you know excuse me sorry. um you know, those are some of those are my favorite uh raw moments as well as matches so it's not really any um any specific order if you will but that you know just for me you know, i guess just brainstorming just throwing out uh things that you know that you know so, you know things that, that are the most memorable for me um the most like the most favorite like uh my favorite uh matches moments segments um rock this is your life you know that, that was uh, certainly um you know, like i said that, um, that 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 brought in um some of the highest ratings in wwe history um of course uh man you know of, of course another one um you know of course before i go before before i go any further uh mankind winning the wwf championship on raw um the same night that uh WCW, you know, by way of Eric, the some, same way that Eric Bischoff um, tried to throw shade uh, at Foley's crowning achievement um, by giving, you know, um, uh, you know uh, the same night um, that Eric Bischoff uh, tried to throw shade by, uh, by way uh, by way of uh, Tony Schiavone um, when Schiavone made, you know, made a snide remark saying um, uh, Mick Foley, who wants wrestler as Cactus Jack, is going to um, is going to compete for the WWF, WWF championship. Wow. Uh, that's going to put a lot of butts in seats, you know? So, um, <laughs> you know, I was like, okay, you know, so, so, so that was a very cheap shot from Bischoff, but that cheap shot backfired because even though um, it was, even though it was a spoiler um, during Nitro, that caused the fans um, to turn to Monday Night Raw to see the outcome of the match and the ratings absolutely skyrocketed. And so, um, WWF was already like pulling ahead um, in the in, in the ratings, but that just pushed them exponentially further, and they never ever ever looked back since then. You know, um, and you know, and, and by that point, you know, like WCW could never ever recover. You know, after, you know, like from them from then on, WCW could never like ever uh, um, recover after that. You know. So, um, what was meant for evil, <laughs> it turned out to be good. That kind of thing. So, um, you know, so, so like I said, that, that was definitely a, a watershed highlight moment, um, in the history of Monday Night Raw. And certainly when, it, um, certainly, certainly when it came to, uh, the Monday Night Wars. 
you know. Um, so I would say, you know, I would say that those, those are my favorite moments uh, as well as matches, you know. Um, now it is time for me to go into my predictions. Uh, when, you know, you know if it, so, 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 um, now it's time for me to go to go into go into my predictions uh, for the 2023 Royal Rumble. Um, and so, when it comes to, uh, you know, I, I say it like this, um, of course, um, when when it comes to the match card, obviously we have the other, obviously we obviously we have the men's and women's uh, Royal Rumble matches. We also have the um, the pitch black match with uh, with. Uh, Bray Wyatt and L.A. Knight. Um, we have the women's championship matches, the SmackDown women's title, uh, Charlotte. Um, you know, I think it's, it's, I think it's going to be um, uh, Charlotte versus Ronda, uh, Bianca versus Alexa Bliss uh, for the Raw Women's Championship, um, and uh, of course, you know, of course, for the WWE Universal Universal Championship, um, we're going to have uh, Roman Reigns versus KO. You know. And so, as far as um, there's a lot of uh, uncertainties and clouds hovering around um, the men's Royal Rumble, especially, um, you know, especially, especially, especially when it, when it looks like uh, the door for The Rock making his return um, looks like that's starting to close, if not closed already. You know what I mean? So, you know, so, so as far so as far as that's concerned. Um, so, you know, if, if anything that that's, uh, you know, kind of like, um, kind of worn thin, if you will. So, uh, Cody Rhodes has announced his, um, uh, you know, um, has, has announced his entry into the Royal Rumble. Um, so, you know, so, so as far as, um, I'll, I'll say it like this, um, now actually, actually, you know what, I'm going to start from, uh, from the non Rumble matches. So as far as yeah, the pitch black match, um, that's a tough call. I might go with uh, Bray Wyatt on that one um, because uh, he needs to um, regain his momentum because of the fact that you know because of that because of the fact that um, he hasn't been active for a while. Um, but at the same time, LA Knight may pull uh, a rabbit out of his hat, a trick out of his sleeve, but. I feel like a a match like this um, is more so, especially with it being a gimmick. I feel like this type of gimmick match um, is more so um, in more so uh, embrace favor. So I give the I give the edge to Bray Wyatt in that match. Um, when it comes to SmackDown Women's Championship match, uh, Charlotte's retaining that one. Um, now when you know, now um, now um, now when it comes to the uh, the Raw Women's Championship match. Um, even though Alexa Bliss um, is, is trying to make a um, is trying to make a strong case for being a true threat to Bianca, I still see the EST retaining because it's hard for me to see Bianca go through what she went through um, with the trials and tribulations from the 26 seconds uh, with Becky Lynch um, and having to rebuild herself um, and then culminate with you know with that incredible. Uh, WrestleMania 38 match, and now we have just an absolutely historic uh, women's title reign. You know, Bianca has been carrying the brand and the division division itself on her back. So I can't see her um, taking an L against Alexa Bliss. I just can't. Um, 
Alexa, you know, certainly be uh, certainly uh, be uh, be a great foil, but at the same time, uh, I don't see uh, Bianca after overcoming the things that she overcame to get beat by Alexa Bliss, especially with the help of quote, quote, Uncle Howdy. Um, so I don't see that happening. Um, I, um, cer- certainly, uh, certainly for me, um, I see Bianca retaining. So, and, and of course, when it comes to the you know when it comes to the WWE uh, Universal Championship. Um, I can admit last Friday, KO looked extremely dominant. I mean, Roman got punked. I was like, there's no way that Roman's coming out here um, with the heritage ones just to get destroyed the way he did. That was unfreaking believable. And for KO um, to get, uh, to, you know, of course, uh, for KO to get to give him that stunner um, and then the pop up power, uh, power bomb through the table. Like, come on now. On SmackDown, Roman's home turf, no way. Um, so you know, but you know, but, but you know, it, it, it's especially especially considering that Roman's had such a historic run, going on like a thousand days or whatever, you know, um, uh, you know, or whatever the case may be. Um, so I don't see him losing at the Rumble uh, to KO. You know, but you know, but I mean, but at the same time, you know, there's always uh, that Sammy X factor. So, I mean, but, I mean, well, I'll say like Roman's still gonna retain. Um, but going to elimination chamber, I think that Sammy X factor um, is going to play even more to it. Um, so, for the you know, like I said, you know, when it, when it comes to when it comes to WWE, WWE title, uh, Roman's still going to be the champ. Now, when it comes to the women's Royal Rumble, uh, I have Rhea Ripley coming out as the uh, the the Royal Rumble winner in that end. So. Um, I certainly certainly look forward to um, Rhea versus Bianca potentially uh, at WrestleMania. Um, you know, what I mean, if, if anything, you know, because of the fact that uh, she has, you know, like I said, Rhea has been has been absolutely carrying Judgment Day. I'm not even gonna lie, um, and so I, th- I think that momentum is is gonna carry forward uh, through the Royal Rumble. You know, because you could tell that things are lining for Rhea to take over and. Her and Bianca are absolute dance partners, so I think it's I think they're uh, they're due um, a WrestleMania match. So you know, so that's why um, I have Rhea coming out as the winner of the Women's Royal Rumble. Now, when it comes to the Men's Royal Rumble, that's going to be dicey. Uh, on one end, on one end, uh, you know, um, my initial pick is going to be Cody. You know. Um, Unless uh, Sam, you know, Sammy tries to pull some shenanigans or whatever, but you know, but if anything, I, you know, if anything, I, I just, you know, probably I, I just see Cody. It feels like it's almost like the handwriting's on the wall. So as far as the men's Royal Rumble, um, I see uh, Mr. American Nightmare uh, coming back and winning. As you know, as much as some people would disagree, I know, I know who they are, um, but. Uh, that's just um, my estimation. So, um, you know, so, so, so if anything, you know, like I said, you know, those are um, those those are my predictions for the Royal Rumble. Um, and those are my thoughts on Raw 30 and my favorite um, moments and matches in Raw history. Uh, thank you very much for watching and uh, have a great evening. Now is the time of the show 
um, you know, of, co- of course, of course, where I give my birthday shout outs. Um, so, so, of course, on January 20, uh, January 24th, um, Kenya Moore, who's former Miss, Miss USA and member of uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta, turned 52. On January 24th, Tatiana Ali, formerly known as Ashley Banks from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, turned 44. Of, of course, on January 25th, of, uh, uh, of course, um, comedy and movie legend Jennifer Lewis, um, a member of the Hollywood Walk of Fame, turned 66. Um, of course, uh, on January t- uh, 25th, Jay Briscoe, the late great Jay Briscoe, would have turned 39. On January on January 20 January 26, gospel legend and icon uh, Kirk Franklin turned 50 turns 53. Um, and of course, a fellow gospel legend Ty Tribbett turns 47. On January, uh, January on the same day, January, January 26, uh, Sasha Banks, now Mercedes Monet, turns 31. Music legend Anita Baker turns 65. Of, of course, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, the late great Eddie Van Halen would have would have turned 68. And of, of, and of course, um, you know, dunk contest legend Vince Carter turns 46. On January 28th, hip hop legend Rock Kim turns 55. Um, and of course, J. Cole, um, you know, of course, uh, modern day legend, if you will, uh, turns 38. Of course, on January 29th, TV icon Oprah Winfrey, Oprah Winfrey turns 69. And on January 31st, radio icon Donnie Simpson turns 69 as well. Before before I go, I would like to give give a word of wisdom. Transition requires change. In order to reach your season of transition, God requires for you to make changes. You're victorious because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. When you put God in first place, you don't have to worry about being in the last place. And also make sure to listen to this podcast on Spotify, uh, iTunes, Spotify. uh, Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, Google Podcasts, anywhere else that you download, uh, download and stream podcasts from. And, and of course, thank you very much for listening. And may this day be the very best day of your life.